The Gun Experiment proudly presents Chopping It Up. And here are your hosts, Mike and Big Keith. All right. What's going on there, Big Keith? Uh, you're looking at it, having some fun. Yeah. How you feeling? Eh, I'm all right. I had to go to the dentist today. Boo. Never, never a fun day. Talk about like a shitty profession. Like, does anybody leave the dentist and go like, yay? yay! Uh, probably people who have good teeth, perfect teeth, you know. Those, those people probably love the dentist. Maybe, but they're like all up in your shit and like putting cotton up in your gums and all that crap, right? I, don't so. think th- I mean, this dentist didn't do any of that. Yeah. I, I was, I will say I was in and out pretty quick. Okay. So I mean, I have a very good that. dentist, I have yeah. to say. He's very compassionate. He's very yeah. gentle. He's very gentle. Yeah. I always love that they talk to you while they're in your mouth. Like, yeah. I don't understand. I can't talk to you. Yeah. I, I just want to close my eyes and pretend I'm not here. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. When they ask you a question, like, does that hurt? Uh, You're yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> try to shake my head and yeah. then they got a needle in my mouth. So anyway, before we get things rolling here, I just want to remind everyone that we release new content every Tuesday morning. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And Shopping It Up is sponsored by Target Sports USA. Head over to targetsportsusa.com forward slash the gun experiment to get great ammo or to sign up for their ammo plus membership, which saves you 8% off free shipping on all ammo orders and a whole lot more all for $95 a year. And if you're out there listening, I know a few people reached out to me on this. I appreciate it. If you are not subscribed and you're new, please make sure you are subscribed and leave us a five-star review and comment on Apple or just the five-star review on Spotify. That definitely helps us out quite a bit. A couple episodes ago, I asked for people to leave feedback or reach out with feedback and a few of you did and I, I genuinely do appreciate that. It does help me kind of uh, keep a pulse of what the people want and that's awesome. And I'm actually going to implement some of that uh, today. So I do take it serious. So we're going to get right into this thing. Our guest co-host on this episode is no stranger to the gun experiment. We're happy to welcome back Charlie Cook from Riding Shotgun with Charlie. Charlie, how are we doing? I am living the dream. It is so great to be back up here with you guys. And yeah, I should say you're in studio. In studio yeah. rather than in Keith's car, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> Your studio. Right. Right. Yeah. The mobile studio. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, how are you feeling about the studio? You like it? You like what we put together? Uh, This is amazing. This, this, this really is. You said you've got the, the, the name of the show in um, hot neon purple. Yeah. Which is great. And then you got this, uh, this cool piece of artwork with, uh, with a Smith and Wesson revolver. I love it, man. This is so cool. I love it. Yeah. It's just good to have a space. You know, it's, it's good to kind of be able to lock yourself down in a bunker and just do your thing. Yeah. Yeah. Some guys have man caves and you guys have a studio. That's it, man. It's pretty cool. It's kind of cool being in here. But uh, so what's, uh, are you going to SHOT Show? I am going to SHOT Show. Very oh, good cool. for you. Yeah. So it's, um, my game plan is to to go connect with people to try to get them, uh, not just to be on the show, but to uh, to try to find some advertisers and sponsors to help get the show across the country. Cool. Are you, um, are you going to be in Media Row and, and doing shows? So there's, uh, I have a media badge, so I get to go hang out in the media room, but then they have Radio Row where only the cool radio folks get yeah. to go. Gotcha. gotcha. But last year, the um, usually Radio Row is like on the on the side of the side of the building, and everyone's got their little tables with their chairs and their radio banners up and stuff. Last year, what they did, since there were a number of manufacturers that didn't go to Shaw Show, they had a big area on the main floor that was excuse me, that was the radio area and everyone had oh. their, had their booths in there. It was right in the middle of the floor, which was really cool. That's kind of cool. Yeah. 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 Will you do any shows while you're there? Like in a rental car? Just like, so, um, I've, uh, I've been to shot drive shows. to the Hoover dam or something. <laughs> right. This is the damn dam. <laughs> 
Um, I filmed three shows Take in Vegas. all the damn pictures you want. <laughs> exactly. Um, I went in uh, 2019, I think. 2020? I think it was 2020. Anyway, I don't know what year it was. But a few years ago, I went and I filmed three shows when I was out there. Cool. And uh, I, I borrowed a rental car from the guys from Meet the Pressers. Oh, cool. They had a rental car. They let me use it. And I had to plug them when I, you know, on the shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a high price to pay, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. And then um, last year, or this this year, I went to, uh, this past year, I went to shot. And I didn't film any shows. I just ran around. Cool. Yeah. Are you Are you on the whole week what do you i uh, i'm a lucky dog um someone said they would get me in on range day oh cool so i'm flying in on sunday and then i'm going to be go to range day on monday i don't I, so i've never been um you know maybe down the road we talk about it but as media you can't get into range day so range day seems to be one of these things that that is a secret mm. right they're like well you have to be invited i'm like how do you get invited they're like well you get invited <laughs> 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 who invites you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I've got, uh, I'm good friends with Amanda Suffolk and Rob Campbell, and they have uh-huh. a show called Eye on the Target Radio. And they are, they've been going to Media Day on the range. So they're like, well, we'll put you in as part of our team. Hopefully, no one from the NSSF is listening right, to this, right? Right, right, yeah. But the NSA, we know, is listening. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So I'm going to go be part of the Eye on the Target team on Monday at the range day. And then after that, I get to go be riding shotgun with Charlie Charlie. All right. Well, shoot straight. Don't disappoint them. Yeah. Let's hope not. (laughs) So uh, before we get into the thick of things here, what are some, who who are some of your guests that are coming up that we can look forward to? Well, I I put out a show in, um, in November, I put out a show with these couple gals from Massachusetts. Um, One of them's the DC project gal from Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. Her name is Carrie Ann O'Claire. And I, I had her on the show last year. And the other one is Renee Gagne, and uh, she's the Rhode Island representative from, uh, she's the Rhode Island DC Project rep. And uh, we they have a, a show that they started on a local access channel. So I would I did a show with them, and then I was on their show, which, okay. was, which was pretty cool. So yeah. I put my show out on, on Tuesday, and then the show with them came out on Thursday, which was really cool. Oh, cool. Um, I just put out a show with Antonia Akafar. I interviewed her in July in Detroit. And that was, that was really cool. She's with the Gun Owners of America. Okay. Uh, yeah, Gun Owners of America. Um, the next couple shows I have, I have uh, CloverTac. I don't know if you guys know CloverTac? I do, yes. Yeah, so I have a, I filmed a show with CloverTac in Dallas. Uh, I have a show with Diana Muller. I, had to, I went to this event in October in Pennsylvania, and I had to pick her up at the airport. So I, <laughs> right, because it's not like I don't drive enough. Right. So people are like, hey, I'm flying here. Can you pick me up and drive me back to the hotel? Sure. <laughs> sure. I'm bringing the cameras, and we'll, we'll do a show. That's a fair trade. Yeah, so I, I filmed a show with her. Um, I have a show from uh, from Lexington, Kentucky, with Hank Yasick, who's uh, he's like a he's done a bunch of presentations at uh, at Shot Show. Okay, so he was pretty interesting to talk to, and it's completely. Um, it's not that he's not a gun guy, but he's on the business side of things. Okay, gotcha. so that, that was really cool. Yeah, cool. When you go to these places like Detroit, do you like you? Ha- you try to find like the cool place to find some street food or something like that. Like I, I, this sounds, it might, it also You don't just works. go to McDonald's, do you? <laughs> well, when I was in Detroit, I had my daughter with me and part of the deal for her to come with me was we had to stop at the rock and roll hall of fame in Cleveland. Okay. okay yeah. That's good. And she's a, a big machine gun Kelly fan. He's got a coffee shop in Cleveland. Okay, so we okay. had to go for coffee there. And you know, this is, this is really funny. The, the coffee shop's called, um, the 27 club. I oh, know it's called club 27 club 27. Right. Do you guys know what the 27 club is? No, the, the 27 club is all of the great musicians who died oh. at 27. Oh, okay. Hendrix, Joplin, Jim Morrison, 
Kurt, uh, Kurt Cobain, Amy Winehouse. Okay. Oh. So we're sitting there. We put our order in. We're waiting for some breakfast food, uh, you know, whatever, coffee and rolls or something. And um, they have all these pictures everywhere of Kurt Cobain and Amy Winehouse and Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin and Jim Morrison. So we're sitting there. She's got this cute little outfit on. You know, she's 20 years old. And she's like, oh, this is great. This is awesome. Hey, Dad, did you, did you notice everybody? Like everybody they have? It's like the same pictures of the same people. I'm like. You know, sweetheart, they all died at 27, right? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, that's why they call it the 27th. There's a theme here. Right. Well, at least you got to show her at Club 27. Right. right? This, yeah. is, yeah, like, this is this was cool. Yeah. So going to cool places, it's um it's very anticlimactic. Like I go and I film a show and I have so many people that are like, Oh, you should go here, you should go here, you should go here. And I'm like, yeah, I have to read the menu from the right to the left. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. you know most I'm, most people I know that in any industry that travel for business, you'd think like, oh man, it'd be great to travel for business. You get to go all these places, but most of them are like, I'm just ready to go home. They just want to go their own bed and, you know, do their job and get the hell out of there. You know, almost, almost everyone I know that travels for business says similar kind of statement. Yeah, it's, it's, I I would, uh, honestly, if I had the money to go someplace nice and see something cool, that would be great. Like if an angel came down and pranked her wand on, on my show, um, (laughs) I would, (laughs) I would have extra money and I would be like, okay, so I'm going to Detroit. We're going to we're going to stay an extra day and see something. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So Keith, you sent me this article about the CDC. Um, so I read it a little bit, but give give me the heads up here. What's going on? Uh, basically, um, the defense that pro gun individuals have always had when <clears throat> discussing um, why we feel we want to continue to maintain our rights the way they are uh, has been removed from. The study that was done by the CDC has been removed from the website or, or from the study in general. Like they've just taken it away. And the study basically was uh, an, uh, an estimation of how many lives were saved by uh, a person with a gun versus how many lives uh, were lost. And um, they had a CDC had a pretty big push from some uh, anti uh, Second Amendment um communities uh, i guess is the best way to say it and uh um, and, and politicians right and politicians they 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 uh they got on the bandwagon too of course i i, I don't remember recall which politicians particularly were on there <laughs> um yeah. but that's the meat and the potatoes um uh, yeah I, I think it was something like we used to well now i guess you could still say it because the study exists and it happened but it was something like what two million lives were saved by yeah so by- i'm looking at right here so the stats source from the cdc commission study finding that instances of defensive gun use occur between sixty thousand and two point five million times per year I, which I, is pretty i had a, that, that was a big range yeah I had it a is. really tough you know issue with that range and so uh, quote here, that 2.5 million number needs to be killed, buried, dug up, killed again, and buried again. This is Mark Bryan, executive director of the Gun right. Violence Archive. So obviously that was he was behind part of this. So, so let me see if I get this straight. The guy that's against guns wants to kill guns? That could be, that truly could be the real first case of gun violence. <laughs> yeah, literally. Literally. He, yeah. Wants to, he wants to kill guns and bury them and so, then kill them again. <laughs> And this is again continuing quote. And while that very small, very small study by Gary Kleck, you know, blah blah blah. So they mentioned how like the, this guy Gary Kleck, they didn't even tell him they were t- they were removing it. He did the study. Uh, he was not happy. He kind of talks at the end about it and says, you know, he he, he definitely wasn't for it. Um, 
you know, he, he said CDC is just aligning itself with the gun control advocacy group. Uh, it's just saying, you know, we're their tool and we will do their bidding. So, yeah, I mean, it, he, the guy who did this study obviously wanted to stay there. And I, uh, I, and I, I guess Senator Durbin was a part, a part of who, uh, okay. Facilitated this meeting through the, through his office. Yeah. The problem, you know, the problem I have with this is so, okay. The sample size was small. You just said it. The range of numbers was big, all this other stuff. <clears throat> uh, but unless you can point out that there was a flaw in it, if he, if he did something wrong or he did something, you know, the, the data was not done correctly if it's an accurately done study um why get rid of it do another study you know i mean add to these studies i'd be okay with that it just it bugs me what what study would be acceptable none of nothing to them you know what 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 one would would be able to show that there is you know some amount of lives that are saved i mean there there are there are a whole Second Amendment uh, websites out there that promote the latest and greatest instances of when somebody defended themselves with a handgun or other people, right? Here's uh, some of the numbers that um, that Kleck ended up using, and I think John Lott used in, in his book, More Guns, Less Crime, is that if someone pulled a gun out and it deterred someone from robbing them? It's not yeah, in the study. It's not in the study. That's not in the study? Yeah. No, no it's okay. not. It says it in the article that it did not include instances where brandishing may have prevented unless... It was reported to the police. Exactly. Like, right, but then when you report it to the police, then you're going to... The, but then you're going to go to the police and say, listen, someone tried to rob me. I pulled a gun out on the, the guy turned and, and left. And they're going to be like, well, we have to file a report on branding. Not, nothing. Oh, I got you. Yeah. yeah. You know, but yeah, that could be a fear. Right. Right. You know, Mike, to your point that you're not allowed to brandish your weapon. Right. Which I never understand, by the way. Can, can we talk about that for a second? So sure. I understand what brandishing is to an extent. Like if, mm. if, if we go to the mall and there's a bunch of kids that lean on my car and I'm like, Hey guys, you know, I need to get to my car and they start kind of mouthing off and I pull my shirt up and just show my gun. That's brandishing. Right. Correct. We, uh, we that, that that's is, my understanding. Okay. So at what point is it quote unquote, not brandishing, but like I thought I might need it and then I didn't. So I, I didn't just shoot somebody in other words. So what you're saying is if I pull it out, I better shoot somebody. Well, but then <laughs> what if I just murdered somebody, <laughs> you know, like what if they, it, it wasn't, it didn't escalate to the point where I needed it. So I just never understand that part of brandishing. And maybe it's a question for our friends that are lawyers, but I, I think that's part of the, the issue, issue with the wide gap of amount of people who have possibly, you know, been saved by, by a firearm because there has got to be a huge number of people who think the way that we're just talking about it. And in terms of, listen, Thank God I didn't have to use it. I'm not telling anybody anything. I'm going home in my life. Right, yeah. Mm. You know? Right. I had a friend who used to say, like, <clears throat> basically, like, if anything ever went down for him, he's like, I'm just driving home. I'm going home. And I'm not talking about, like, he shot someone, but, like, if you got in a fight, if he, anything he ever did, mm. he's like, when it's done, I'm, I'm just going home, mm-hmm. you know, and just being thankful that I'm alive. And that was his philosophy. He's like, I'm not, re- I'm not following reports. Right. I'm not getting the police involved. I'm just going home. I always tell people... That if you if you pull your firearm out and you don't have to use it, God bless you. Right. That's the way it ought to be. Um, we all have kids, right? Mm-hmm. We all have more than one kid. Mm-hmm. Your kids get into a fight in the other room. Do you know who started the fight? Nope. Never. Never. Do you know who gets in trouble? The one who the one who's the loudest usually. <laughs> <laughs> the one who didn't come tell me. <laughs> yes. The one who didn't come tell you. So the first person... Um, 
the first person to be the the first person who calls the police is the victim is, gets to be the victim right you right well that's the pro- so that kind of goes to this whole brandishing thing as well is let's just say that you brandish i'm using that term but it's more of a i thought i was going to need it they hightailed and ran away i didn't need it so i reholstered as opposed to shooting them in the back and then to your point charlie and i've always heard this as well They'll tell you you should call the police because if he calls, you say some guy just pulled a gun on me. Absolutely, right. But if you call and say, "Look, I, I some kid tried to mug me. He got mouthy. You know, he pulled a knife out. I pulled my gun. He ran away. That was the end of it." I would think that's not brandishing. I would think that was you de-escalated and then you you, you did not you, need to you were to- in fear for your life. There was there was a a lethal force. He had a knife. Right. The bad guy's got to have what? He's got to have the ability, the opportunity, and the intent. Mm-hmm. He's got the ability. He's got a knife. He's got the opportunity because he's close, and he's got the intent because he pulled the knife out and said he's going to stab you. Uh, so say those again. Ability, opportunity, opportunity and intent. intent. Yeah. Ability and opportunity. Does that mean? And I'm not joking. If uh, and I'm using me and Keith as an example because of the difference in our stature. But if we're in the mall and he gets right up to me and starts kind of pushing me around and can I say, I'm not saying shoot, but can I say he had intent that he was in my face, he was pushing me, he has the ability, he's a lot bigger? Yes? Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> Tough gonna, one, right? I did. I did Charlie a, just turned into a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah, I was a good lawyer. Possibly. Um, I'm going to say I did a class with uh, with an instructor uh, in Massachusetts and he said, you know, he talks about the... the um, uh, equal force, mm-hmm. right? So he said, if the, if it's if you two guys are approaching me, I'm going to shoot Mike because Keith is bigger than me, and it's going to be easier for me to explain in court why Keith and I got into a fight rather than shooting Keith and I get into a fight with you, Mike, because I'm a little bigger than you. Mm. Something to think about, right? right. Not and, and it's not that you have to think about these things, but it's good to. You know, know this stuff ahead of time because if you shoot yeah. the big guy, then you're going to be the big guy on. Uh, you're possibly going to be the big guy on a smaller guy. So there could be a disparity of force. Yeah. the The other thing with this is there's a lot that goes into this, right? I mean, oh, like this is one of those. This is why it's not easy, right? <laughs> avoid, avoid, avoid. Yep. But that's certainly why. Uh, part of it is you know the Keith and me example again. How much room was behind me? Could I have taken some steps back to try to avoid? He followed. He pushed. You know, now my back's against the wall. Different situation, right? Like, oh sure. So there's a lot of what ifs here, and what ifs. These are everything. all normal things that you have to decide just in general whether you right. carry a firearm or not. But you know, kind of bringing it back to where this started a little bit. Uh, what happens now when you get into a discussion and and try to talk about? You know the uh, the amount of lives that are saved by by gun owners are are are. Is the other side now going to say no, no, no? That that study was removed from the CDC. You can't use that anymore. Yeah. Well, like with the the shooting in Indiana uh, earlier this year. Yeah. Yep. Right. They're like, well, it wasn't a mass shooting because he was shot. You know, he was shot eight times by um, whatever the gentleman's name was, Elijah. Eli- Elijah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was shot eight times by him, and he didn't he didn't shoot more than three people, or more than three people right. weren't killed. Okay, so. So somebody had a gun, stops somebody who was going to cause a mass shooting. It doesn't turn into a mass shooting because the guy stops them. Correct. And you're not going to say it's it's going to be a mass shooting because he stopped him. Did you want him to wait until let's say, okay, how many how many people did you shoot? How many people died? And now I'm going to shoot you. I heard something, speaking of mass shootings, that was interesting the other day. And I don't remember where I heard this, but it was talking about limiting the amount of ammunition you could purchase. It had to do with that topic. And what the politician who was 
talking about this was saying was <clears throat> people can buy these large amounts of ammunition and let's look at Uvalde. In Uvalde, the the shooter used, I think it was 130 rounds, let's say. Right? Now think about the carnage this guy created. So what they were trying to say is imagine if he had thousands of rounds, right? Or imagine, right? Yeah, but, so he's but, but he did massive carnage with 130. That's three boxes of ammo. So what you're saying is I should be able to buy two cartridges? That that would that you know what I mean like there doesn't matter like if you make it you can't make it a thousand well how much carnage could you do with five hundred and if you yeah. make it two fifty how much carnage could you do with two fifty I mean this guy did it with hundred and thirty so you're saying fifty you could do a lot of damage with fifty rounds sure yeah, right what, like, what what is the time frame I can buy hundred and thirty rounds forever yeah <laughs> a year, <laughs> a year. Yeah, right you know uh, maybe I wait ten months right. if I can do a hundred right. rounds a month and the problem I don't know, and know. the problem is is the guy who's hell bent on doing something terrible will wait a year he'll, he'll, he'll buy he'll buy 150 rounds over the course of a year you and i who just want to go to the range and plink well you've just taken we, away our liberty and our freedom and our ability to enjoy something we enjoy yeah we're going to be pissed off about it yeah so yeah. i mean obviously the politicians don't care about us but we, we know that it's uh, if they're if they can't come after the guns they will come after everything else after that yeah you know so keith we haven't been able to talk about this really and it's still burning my ass up so mm-hmm. I, I'm going to bring it up and then we can move on from it. But <clears throat> we have not talked about the Brittany Griner situation. So the day that that whole thing happened, uh, the the trade, the great trade, if you will, uh, you were like, I was fired. You up. were fit to be tied, man. Yeah. Well, I just, uh, it just, <clears throat> the way it all went down. I First and foremost, I think under, uh, under the situation or the circumstances that put her in a Russian jail, was not right. I mean, we kind of talked about it here off the air. At here, it would have been a misdemeanor, right? So I understand all that. I guess what really got me so fired up about it was just the way that she was able to be traded for a, 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 a an arms dealer, a guy who's like you know threatened to kill a lot of Americans, and uh, and now we just. You know, trade out a pot smoker for a guy who's the merchant of death. The merchant of death. Yeah. The inspiration go. for Lord of War. Yeah, which was a great movie. I watched, oh, was he, I the inspiration for that? He I didn't was. Know that. I, I watched it about two weeks before she was uh, before the trade happened. Yeah. So, so I think and, what I was and, so and, and we we trade this guy and we still have have how many people in American jails for smoking pot? You know, not that I'm saying we should just you know let everyone out. I, I'm just saying it for context here right so i mean a couple of things in this so first off <clears throat> forget about the whether you think it was it was actually oils right it was cannabis oil, cannabis yeah, oil. Vape, vape pens so forget about whether you think that that should be allowed or shouldn't be allowed or people in our country should be in prison for that or not i mean that's a whole nother conversation and i'm i'm not saying i'm i'm for locking up people for small amounts of marijuana and all that stuff i'm not not even going there but she was in russia Mm-hmm. And you do have to recognize that when you're in another country, they have their own rules, yeah. their own laws. I mean, at one point, she, she, I read something where she had said something about like it wasn't that much, or the and it's like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like we're you, we're held to laws, right? right? We have to know the laws. And so it, it, that that was the first thing. But it, it really bothers me that our president traded who she he made the trade for because I don't ever want to hear him talk about gun control again. Like, I mean, this is the the worst situation in terms of getting guns out there in the hands of people who want to hurt 
American. Really hard American. Yeah, really hard American. So it's just like, man, it's it's such a, you know, uh, hypocritical move. And, you know, the other thing is the, they talk about the Marine. Uh, I don't remember. Paul, Paul Whelan. Yeah. I mean, the other thing, people... I'm not saying that they should have traded for one, not the other, this, that, both. But I mean, he, making, he's not he's not a Boy Scout, by the way. They're making he it was sound like dishonorable it wasn't, discharge. Wasn't an option. Yeah, he's he was dishonorably discharged. People seem to forget that and not want to talk about that. But that is something that is true. Um, you know, personally, I think if he, he was he's there because they thought he was a spy, espionage. Yeah, yeah. and I had to laugh because that seems like a much more fair trade, espionage for a gun dealer. Like that seems like man. You're- well, the room. I mean, I, I don't know how true it is, but I I feel like I saw something that Donald Trump claims that he had been offered this trade for Paul Whelan, and he denied it. But I don't, I don't. I mean, I don't have anything to back that up. Yeah. I'm saying it's just something I read along the ways. But yeah, um, <laughs> that was obviously not a good deal. <laughs> Obviously not from, a good deal. From the man time, who wrote right? Art of yeah. the Deal, right? Yeah. yeah. Coffee, Charlie? You wanna, I'm good, thank good? you. Keith, good? I'm okay with nothing. Um, yeah, I mean, Charlie, you have anything you want to add to it? Just the grinder thing? It's. Uh, I think it's really a letdown that um, it, it got to this point. I mean, illegal in that country is illegal. And so if that's what their laws are for committing a crime in their country, then then that, that is what it is. Um, and it seemed like she knew what the laws were because she'd been going to Russia to play basketball for years. So she should Oh, that's know. interesting. I didn't know that. I yeah. knew she went there to supplement her income because, you know, the WNBA, uh, I've never watched a full WNBA. They lose his money every year. Uh, yeah, yeah. So sure. they supplement their salaries by you know, playing in other countries to, to, and, and make more money there. So I, I didn't right. realize she had been doing it. I thought I, this was the I, first time. I remember hearing that she, she'd been doing this for a while. So yeah. she knew what the laws were. She knew what she was getting into. Um, this is what happens. I mean, if she went to China, she'd have, she would have been caned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. Well, there, there was a, remember that story? Hello. God, that was probably 20 years ago. Oh, now. A long yeah. time ago. Yeah. As a so kid, was, right? Uh, graffiti. Graffiti. Yeah. yeah was yeah. it China though? It was like Singapore, right? Singapore. Uh, Singapore might have been. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's, uh, what else was I thinking? Oh, uh, did you guys see this? She came back, Brittany Griner came back. The first game she played, there were 20 people in the stands. No, yeah, no, it's, no it's, I didn't. It, I didn't see it, but I mean, it's, no, no the WNBA is a losing proposition. No one else did either, obviously. The 20, yeah. 20 people were yeah. there. Well, what annoyed me was she, th- this is kind of old news, but this was pretty uh, recently put out, was that she did not lose uh, any pay and she did not lose any eligibility for free agency. So, I mean, well, she whatever. went, I mean, not like if that's her contract, like whatever, you know, I mean, what other job, what other, what other profession where if I'm you go sure to jail, are, I'm sure there are prof- professions that, well, a, a jail in a foreign country when it's not your, you know, when they think it's not legitimate or I mean, even in this country, you think like if you go to jail, you think you get to keep your, like your job just I, keeps paying. You? I am sure there are some people that have contracts that don't matter about really? things. I mean, you see it all the time. Like even police officers, they're on paid leave until, you know, until, but they're not in jail though. Not until something like that happens. Yeah. I mean, I'm giving that as one example. So I'm, I'm more saying that I'm sure there are people that get, you know, get in trouble and are paid okay. until that's fair uh, until something happens. That's fair. It just bothers me that like there was really no consequence for her other than being in a terrible place for 10 months, which yeah, well, really- I mean, that's the consequence, right? But there are also I've I've seen some articles that ESPN had a discussion about this and and they they're some some people are trying to advocate that if if she was paid more in the WNBA she wouldn't have had to gone to Russia 
right. to supplement her income, and she would have never been arrested for smoking pot. So, so let's just split the W the WNBA and the NBA, yeah. and let's just give them half of the money and just yeah. make it all evil, equal. And the problem that I have with that is, you know, okay, while there's a similarity in sport, right? We're talking about basketball here, and we're talking about women playing basketball and men playing basketball, and um, you know, they're two separate companies, so. I don't have a problem with the WNBA players getting the same percentage of the profits, if there are any, um, that NBA players have. But, you know, to just say we're going to just put the two of them together. I mean, I don't want to belabor like NBA stuff too much, but my understanding is that it is one company. The WNBA is part of the NBA. Like it's the same company. They have the same parent company, but they're run two separate finances. No, the WNBA never turns a profit and it's strictly a. it's they they run it at a loss. Um, so th- I mean, if they were running it off of attendance, twenty people, you know, I mean, it's like it really is that way. You yeah, know, it's uh, it's really pathetic. Uh, in terms, yeah, but of- that but that then you agree though that then, then whether it's the same company or not, it's a it's a business model of its own entity. Yes, and and that entity is supported by itself, not by. Right. I I don't personally think like if what they're asking for is uh you know the NBA should. They should make the same money, or even a you know even close to. I mean, that's crazy talk. I mean, the, you're you're not bringing in the revenue. It but. is it is crazy talk, and it's to me, it sounds like it's more of socialism. These people make more money. These oh, yeah. people make less yeah. money. We need to pool all the money from everyone together and divide yeah. it up equal. LeBron's not for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. no kidding. <laughs> so, so I had mentioned earlier that I had put out for people to give me feedback, and. Uh, one of our loyal listeners, I'm just going to go Stephen B with this. So Stephen B, and I know you listen. I, I do appreciate this. He said he really enjoys when we do reviews, Keith. Mm. And uh, he said he, he, you know, he trusts us. He thinks that we do a fair job of, of trying to, you know, be as honest as we can. And I appreciated that feedback. Uh, he wanted more reviews. And I just happened to get a new product. And I figured, what, what the fuck? Let's do Let's a review. Do so I received this product. I got this product for Christmas. So it was not given to us uh to, to try from the company uh it's the dry fire mag you've been talking about this yeah so i was kind of cool it was kind of cool to get this my my wife got it for me hold on one second i was gonna say did you bring it down of course i brought it down <clears throat> you're not prepared though well, i am i wanted to show you the box i got the box oh, let me see the box so oh no now you want to see the box well i i thought you were gonna leave it in there to show me <laughs> so here here's the box and here's here's the mag and I've also brought down my new shadow system. So this is for basically a Glock 19 or a shadow systems MR920. Uh, I'm gonna let you check that just so everyone knows that we're All right. here, here. You can give it to Keith when we're done. Here we are, unloaded, slide back. So Keith, don't put it in yet. Don't put it in yet. I'm gonna tell you how to do this. So uh, drop the slide on that. Okay, don't pull the trigger. Insert the magazine. Okay, now the first trigger pull, you're setting the spring, so it's gonna be a very hard trigger pull. Okay. Pull it. Okay, now you can fire this normal. Oh. So it kind of, if I, it's been a long time since I've shot one, but it has the trigger feel of like a cert training pistol. Mm. Very similar. Uh, it's It's kind of cool. They give you the magazine. They give you a, an additional spring that can be used to lighten the trigger pull. Mm-hmm. So this is like, they say is like a five pound trigger pull. The other one is like a three pound trigger pull. And you can buy a kit of other springs to make it a four, 
And then you can put your Mantis X on here so with this. We'll get to that. So they also give you an Allen wrench that you can make an adjustment. I adjusted it. That adjustment is to make the trigger pull longer or shorter. Uh, I feel that it does a fairly good job. So you got to drop the slide first. No, no, no. no. I was just yeah, examining. Okay. So I've adjusted it to make it a fairly longer trigger pull. It is not a, so here's my assessment of it. It is not, <coughs> excuse me. It is not a perfect representative of the trigger pull. It is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, Have but, you fired that gun yet? I went to go today to fire it and the Rangers closed. Oh, because the hunting season. Yeah, I was kind of annoyed. Yeah. So, uh, no, I, I was gonna be like, Keith, I was gonna, I was gonna bust your chest because I was gonna say, you, then you really don't know what the trigger feels like with no, but dry firing, <laughs> but we're dry firing, <laughs> but we're dry firing here. Oh, okay. So I've, I've done a lot of dry fire with it. Okay. Um, I mean, in all fairness, I could wait another five months, and I still would be ahead of you on your Nighthawk. That is true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, so when you're getting this, what, uh, Christmas of 2027 or something? I got it. I have it. Oh, you did? I have it. Yeah, yeah. I do have it. I got it about, uh, how long now? I don't know. Maybe a month ago. Yeah, maybe maybe a few weeks. I'll, 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 I'll go grab it before you leave. Cool. If you want to see it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So you asked about Mantis. Yeah, sorry. So it definitely has the ability to work with Mantis. Which the Nighthawk does not, and I'm a little disappointed. All that money and you can't hook really? Mantis It doesn't have a rail. To attach it to uh, it. They sell one that you can attach to the bottom of a magazine. Oh, okay. That might work. There you go. So, uh, in theory, this will work with Mantis. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I went to work with that, and it was not working. Hmm. There's a setting in the Mantis app where you can do live fire, dry fire, CO2 fire, right? Yes. There's a setting for cert fire, which you need for this. And it's not on my app. So I called the company, I called Mantis and I said, Mantis, I, I don't know what's going on. Is it a software upgrade? Mm. They said, no, try deleting the app and putting it on again. I did that. The cert setting showed up. I put it all back together. I'd started to do a dry fire. The cert thing disappeared. So I am personally having trouble setting this up with Mantis, but in theory, it will work with Mantis. Now, why does it even matter? Because with Mantis- Different, because so different trigger pull. So- uh, because the Mantis isn't even attached to anything. It's not even, it's just. I don't know. I can't tell you the tech behind it. All I can yeah. tell you is I know that if I rack the slide and I go pop, right. it'll register. This is not registering. I don't know if it's because it's a it's a, um, it's a lighter, it is a lighter sound. Maybe that rack. Maybe the, yeah. hmm, Maybe it's okay. the sound. Maybe it's picking up the, the type of sound. Mm-hmm. Like live fires are much louder. Mm-hmm. So it's going, oh, that's live fire. And then racking is la- louder than this. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, what I will say, I, I saw you kind of pulling the trigger. Like if you do this, you kind of, it's like whatever. If you kind of give it like a nice pull, you kind of feel a little bit of the wall and then pop. It, it is a little more realistic. Did you get to do it, Charlie? Yeah, I tried it. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's just, uh, my impression is it's not a perfect to the same as dry fire. What I think you pick up is you're not getting that muscle memory of racking a slide in between mm-hmm. shots. Right. So there's, yeah. a, there's a pro which, and a con. Which is a little annoying. It's annoying for several, first off, some of the Mantis drills, it's like they're quick. And if you don't, you have to, you have to rack the slide pretty quick, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it's like you, you sort of lose the actual trigger feel, but you gain not having to rack it. So 
what I would say and what I read on, I was watching some reviews on this online as well. I'm not, not to steal other people's reviews, but I agree with it is, uh, it's a good tool. And what I would say is do some dry fire like this and do some of the old school style and, you know, get a little bit of both. But, uh, it's, I think it was 80 bucks. So for 80 bucks, it's a good addition to your dry fire stuff. Yeah. It's not too bad. It's not terrible. Um, and if you don't have a mantis or can't, uh, pull the money, pull the trigger on the money for it, this is much is cheaper. And so this would definitely give you that. I, I feel like it's a, it's very close to making your pistol into a cert pistol. Now they have a, a particular, I'm looking at their website. They have a dry fire mag for shadow systems. Is that the one you bought or it looked like you bought the Glock one? I did order the the Shadow Systems well, one. Well, you didn't order it, but you yeah, well, yeah. you told I, Santa I, to bring you. I, yeah, so this is the this is the Shadow Systems one, I believe. Okay. Uh, I said Glock on top. I think they're identical. Okay. I don't think it matters because it's basically a Glock nineteen right uh, operating system. So anyway, uh, Stephen B, I hope that that uh, meets your need for reviews for at least a little while. Uh, I do like the product, and I will uh, follow up when I get this working with Mantis. So, uh, ultimately, you know, what we're looking to do with dry fire is make ourselves more proficient with the gun, right? Cause God forbid you ever need it. You want to make sure you're, you're good to go with it. Um, so speaking of needing a gun, I found this extremely interesting. Uh, Charlie, have you heard of the hacksaw Jim Duggan incident? I did. I watched, uh, I watched the Tucker Carlson video a few days I, ago. I just wanted him to yell. I just wanted to oh. see the video. Oh, after he <laughs> got that guy on the run. <laughs> It's great. So his two by four was in the uh, shop so being repaired. Shop, right? So he yeah, pulled out the forty four Magnum. His, yeah. his, his two by four was locked up and yeah. secured. I couldn't believe how old he is. He's what is he? 70, 70, 69 yeah. or seventy? Yeah. Let's let's listen to this clip really quick. The doors burst open. This guy falls in because there's a step to get into my house. He falls in. And I switch back to the old time days. I'm like, ah! <laughs> I grab him. I throw him out on the front porch, you know, and I, I say, spread eagle, spread eagle on the porch. And I reach in, and, and of all the guns to have inside, I use it to scare off the coyotes and foxes from my, my ducks and chickens. There's a 44 Magnum. I got the 44 Magnum. It's a pretty intimidating gun. And I got him down on the ground at spread eagle. And he screamed. I mean, help me, help me. They're trying to kill me. So it turns out that the guy broke, busted down his door, right? But he wasn't really there to do any damage to Hacksaw. He, guys were chasing him or something, and he was... People, oh, I didn't hear that part. Oh, yeah. Oh, you gotta yeah, get I missed out of here the rest of this. Yeah, so, so, so basically the, uh, the, the synopsis here is a guy breaks his door down, and the guy starts screaming, they're, they're after me, they're trying to shoot me, and there were some people coming up, and apparently... I don't remember the full situation. Maybe Charlie was, knows. I think it was something between. It was like his the restraining guy order. Up, yeah, like the the guy that lived up the road. It was his daughter's ex boyfriend or something like this. So he was trying to break into their house or trying to yeah. try to go after this guy's daughter or something. And they chase after him, and uh, he you know he's going to house to house looking for doors that are open. Right. And, and, and gets he, ends, he, he goes to Hacksaw's house, <laughs> wins the wins the lottery, and. <laughs> <laughs> and ends up at Hacksaw's house. He pulls a forty-four on him. So he wasn't, you know, they weren't it's, trying to kill him. Right. You, it's you not try a, to break into another place first. Yeah. <laughs> when they said he was trying to kill him, it wasn't really a lie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. half truth. Right. Didn't say why. Now this is why. Uh, you know, I tell I tell folks all the time. I say, listen, you. Um, I carry I carry the tools I carry to protect me and my kids. I don't, oh, I, my line is, you'll love this, Keith. My line is, I might wear tights, but I'm not a superhero. <laughs> yeah. 
So I don't owe it to anyone else to save their life. So I hacks if I hate saying if Hacksaw could have would have shot him, I'd have, I would have been like, oh well, see, breaking into his house, scared, understandable, you know, not yeah. I think that he, I don't think he did anything wrong, but I think he he used just enough force. But I think you could make the argument that someone breaks your door down in the middle of the night. I mean, you would you would certainly be it's certainly a scary situation, and you would you would assume he's breaking in to do. To yeah. do harm, a grave and bodily harm to you. I like that he said he went back to the olden days. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? It's up on he, the he top like, rope. Oh! What was Axel's? Do you remember his signature move? Oh, it was with the two by four. It's just the two by four, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was like his thing. And yeah, he, he had the American to, flag. He used to pump it like a shotgun. <laughs> Aim it at him. <laughs> no, uh, he would just like. I think he would just like. I remember him just like pumping it. Yeah, I gotta go look up some old hacksaw stuff. That's great. He used to like. I always felt like he did something with his thumb, like. He, he yeah. cross his nose or something with a thumb, yeah. right? Yeah. There, there was some stuff. I, I, you know, he was a great character. I mean, I love those days, and he'd come down with the American flag. Yeah, that kind of had that strut to him, you know. And uh, uh, but there were some stories about him, like he was into the drugs and stuff. Like a lot of those, oh, well, a lot I, of those I, guys. Those it, it was the eighties. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was the eighties. <laughs> yeah, it was the eighties, and, and they and were on the road a lot. Yeah, right. You know, back then, if uh, you know, if they went to AA, that just meant they uh, they quit drinking and or they quit drinking hard liquor and uh, just you know smoked light beer and uh, drank light beer and smoked pot. Yeah, my 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 uh, my favorite. I mean, he's one of my favorites to this day. I see clips and I'm like, oh, he's great. And there's a bunch of them, but uh, Randy Savage. I mean, that guy. There was oh not enough gosh. cocaine in the world for that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he was just amped up all the way. Oh yeah. yeah, the cream rises to the top. <laughs> guy was great with his pinky out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's great. This next article, I'm so torn on this and so bothered by this. So this is about a student who gets, he got suspended over having a pocket knife in school. And it's a Boy Scout. Boy Scout, by all accounts. So everyone, he probably, he's probably got his like chipper, chipper card or whatever that was. So he's got, he uses it for a part-time job. Part-time right? job he, after, outside school. Of, after school. Yeah. And, uh, and so all, what happened? All accounts stand up kid. Yep. And so what happens is Charlie, uh, he, someone accused him of having vaping. something vaping, vaping yeah. and having vape on him. And they said, we're going to look through your bag. Um, is there which, anything in there that, that we need to know about? Know about. And so he comes clean he comes and he clean says, I have a pocket knife. There's things that you don't want to know about. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, he did the right, what are you going to do, right? Like they're going to search your bag. Well, you can find it, right? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like in the school school law, I believe they have the right to, to do that. It's not like yeah. you forfeit. It wasn't, the length was a problem. The length of the knife was an issue. He's allowed two and a half inches. Length is always a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's allowed, my life, by two and a half inches, you're good. And three and a half yeah, inches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the opposite right it's the opposite you normally want the extra yeah inch yeah but um yeah and so he, in this case you want to be short what was weird about the article was they say how uh, basically like there is some discretion this is new york state by the way this so, is catskill yeah. new york go ahead Keith. so that part of it was that new york state has a, a, a law that uh says that if any I, I don't know if i'm using the right term here but deadly weapon i think was what i read if a deadly weapon is fa- found on a, on a student's uh, person, they need to be suspended for, I want to say, the rest of the school year. Yeah. He got 37 days. Which was the rest of the semester in this case. Okay. And um, the 
discretion that you were talking about is the superintendent does have discretion with that rule, I believe. But I don't understand how it could be a law and there's discretion in it. That part, I'm, I'm a little fuzzy on. It was actually confusing because so they, you're right about the, the the weapon thing. I'm trying to find it in here. But what was weird is it almost made it sound like a kid could bring a gun to school and they're, like, they're just going to suspend you for the year. Like, you're not going to jail. And I'm like... That doesn't seem right. Well, I think I think they're they're not they're not the law, right? So they 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 might suspend you for a year if you broke a law. You're still going to have to answer for breaking that law, right? Um, okay, yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. So you know, I think they're just talking about the school. Know, what's stuff. the school's policy, or what, or you know, right. what has to happen? So in this case, like, it's not illegal in New York to own a pocket knife. So he didn't break a law. He's not going to go to Correct. jail. Correct. But the school. So the the part of this that the part that bothers me here is. And I'm really torn on this because if there's a kid who's maybe like a a rough kid and he's, you know, but who are we to decide that? Right. Like, I mean, you know, what, what makes one kid the devil, one kid is the boy scout and there's somewhere in between. Right. Come on. I, I, if you can label yourself a cat, you can label yourself, (laughs) you can label your, you, you, you should be able to determine whether the person that you're talking to is labeled as a standing Stand person, up, stand up person yeah. or not, you know, uh, past history should have something to do with this. Right. You know, if you're talking about the, the, the school bully, who's always in trouble and getting, you know, getting threatens people. people or whatever the case. And he comes to school with a knife. That's far different than the boy scout who comes to work with a pocket knife for his part-time job. Yeah. You know, he, he'd only had one other incident of, some sort of yeah, trouble. It wasn't it even was, bad. Uh, it wasn't bad. It was a detentionable offense. Yeah. Um, I can't recall what it was, but it w- what didn't stand out to me. Yeah, I. it just bugs me because I understand. I'm trying to give the administration here a little bit of benefit of the doubt of, you know, we kind of have to be fair and we kind of have to have like sort of a, you know, this is what we do in this situation. Mm-hmm. So it's fair across the board. But at the same time in, in life, I mean, judges have this authority. Isn't there some sort of a like, you know, we're going to use discretion here and say this kid, I, he should definitely have gotten well, he something. He had a lot of support. I yeah. mean, there were a lot of letters. Um, I mean, I want to say, uh, you know, a, a scout leader, there were friends and family, there were influential people who wrote letter, letters on his behalf. And the guy we had the part-time job with, I think, wrote a letter and, and, and talk, you know, spoke well about the the this this young man and um to no avail still yeah. 30 36 36 days and i think there were problems like he he gets some support like he gets like a tutor so, yeah, i think like, by new york state law they have one to, hour a day they have to like provide that. some sort of tutoring and yeah. stuff it's not it's not enough you know to i mean he's i'm sure he's a bright kid i'm sure he'll figure it out but it's definitely not the same as going to class and being in all your classes, yeah, right? Yeah, but what do you think? I mean, he was talking... I, I remember reading something that he was saying he... I, I, I felt that maybe he might be discouraged after all this. He didn't say that. There was nothing specifically that he said, but he was talking about wanting to be an Eagle Scout and what mm-hmm. his project was going to be for an Eagle Scout. And I I just felt like after reading, I was like, man, if I was this kid, I, I might be discouraged. You know, you might oh, be absolutely. putting me on the wrong path by, yeah. by something like this. Right. If... um. When I was in high school, we had we had plenty of kids that were Leathermans, and Leathermans got one or two knives on it. Yeah, what's the difference? A saw they got a yeah. saw. Yeah, <laughs> if yeah. cool Leatherman, <laughs> right? So I my Leatherman's got a saw on it and yeah. a knife and yeah. a knife and Once, a pair of scissors. Right? Oh yeah. man, you'd get thirty seven for each one. Thirty seven for the saw. Thirty seven. Yeah, for the knife. Oh, pliers. Concrue it. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
Exactly. You missed a whole school year, Charlie. <laughs> right. <laughs> I uh, I only carry knives into school and uh, in, in the schools I go to. Yeah. I, I only carry knives. Only. Um, obviously. Yeah, only knives. That's only. Um, I, I used to have a, a non-threatening knife, just a folder knife that I got at Walmart for eight bucks. <laughs> and uh, it fell out of my pocket over this past summer. So I've, I'm really mad about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was one of these non-threatening knives and I would use it to cut violin tape on the on the sides of the fingerboards of the violin players. I, I, um, I, I keep trying to think like sort of, again, benefit of the doubt here, if you were an administrator, like what would be appropriate here, you know? And, and again, given all of his support and his lack of record and stuff like that, I mean, clearly there has to be some consequence here to, I think. Does there? Well, I, I, don't, I do. Well, I, I, th- don't remember. I gotta look at the length. So keep no, I, I do think there, there needs to be something because I think you need to impress upon him that you, you can't bring the knife to school. That's part of our policy, whatever. Uh, and on top of that, you know, the, there has to be a punishment because you broke said rule. It's not going to be the maximum because of your good behavior, your, your good standing in the community, but we have to give you something. I mean, like if you gave the kid one week, one week of IS of OSS or two weeks of OSS and you know, a, if it happens again, you'll get the maximum right thing that, that to me seems sort of fair, right? You, you give them a, a, a kind of a, a little mini punishment to, impress upon him that it's important he not do it again and if you do it again you're kind of on probation right you do it again maybe we could trade him for one of the uh yeah, kids yeah. that gets into trouble a lot. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah really <laughs> doesn't he doesn't get suspended he gets all a's that's right and uh everything's fine right the bully who's out on oss he gets to come back yeah right, exactly right that seems fair <laughs> we, need to, we need to trade it like Brittany griner exactly yeah. that's good and and uh they don't lose any they don't time. lose any right they get, that's no they get right. a's they get good grades right. and, the uh, free agency is not in jeopardy not in jeopardy at I, all. I agree i like yeah that. his blade was an inch longer than uh so the the law in new york state uh doesn't include pocket knife with blades less than two and a half inches so you can still carry a deadly weapon it can just be two and a half inches long right because i'm pretty sure you can still do some carnage is the word we've been using sure, in this right. episode how, how much of the uh, tip of the knife do you have to put in someone's eye to more than two just, and a half inches. Just the tip. Just yeah. the tip, exactly. Yeah, just just the tip. <laughs> so it's was it a folding knife? Was it a... a uh, they a, have a picture over here. It is a small folding knife. Uh, here's a picture of it, Charlie. Where is it? Right here. There you go. Just like a little, you know, like oh. any of us would have. Right. That you get at Walmart for 12 bucks. Yep. But this one was uh, an inch too big. I mean, I am I could see this happening to my own kid. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh, you know absolutely. what I mean? Like my, my son, I was just talking to my wife about, um, there was a little, it was, it turns out it was a little more, uh, I don't want to say dangerous, but I'll use that word for lack of more dangerous than I thought it was. It was a plastic knife, but I said, Oh, look at this to my wife. Look how cool this is. Like I could teach him. It, it, it looked like my knife, you know, I mean, it looked just like mine and, uh, you know, there's mine. It looked just like this, but it was uh, a plastic blade. But the plastic was like a real hard plastic and kind of how good you're keeping that thing sharp, kind of sharp. And um, but it could cut like Amazon boxes. I said, well, that's all I use mine for. I said, so (laughs) I said we could train him how to like use it and how to be safe with it. But then I read that someone said it actually is pretty sharp. Like if you really ran it on your skin, you could cut yourself. Sure. And my son's only six. I was like, "Ah, I don't want to get into that stuff. Let's let's face it. Keys are just dull serrated knives. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, you showed a pen earlier, Charlie, right? Yeah. Like I just don't, where does the line go here? You know, I don't know. Two and a half inches. Okay. I don't know how to teach my kid. Like I want you to 
be an outdoorsy kid and learn how to use this stuff, but I don't want him to get suspended. So it's like, I could easily see my kid just forgetting it's in his pocket. Sure. We go hunting for over the weekend, has a knife on him, goes to school, wears the same pants. I mean, that could easily happen. This is yeah. also where you teach the kids to uh, lie. <clears throat> Mom's the word. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. My, my son, I did a, a gun gram one year and my daughter was shooting the 22. She's on my left. My son shooting the AR. And one of the shell casings went from my daughter shooting the 22 into my son's coat pocket. Oh gosh! Yeah, we filmed this on like a Saturday. Jeez, oh, yeah, we filmed this on a Saturday or Sunday, and um, Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday go by, and Thursday goes by, and Thursday night he and I went to go see one of the Star Wars movies, like the you know the night before it came out or something. And we're at the movie theater. He's like, "Oh, uh, Dad, here, here's this." I'm like, "What is this?" He hands me a 22 shell case. <laughs> I'm like, "What's this?" He's like, "Oh, it's a shell case from when we did the gun gram the other day." I'm like. When did you find this? He's like, oh, I felt it in my pocket on Monday at school. Why didn't you tell me Monday night? Oh, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, put it back in my pocket. How about Tuesday? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? But it's a good point, though. That drops out of your coat in the middle of uh, gym, class. gym class. Oh, yeah. My, we, my we, wife has found them in like, yeah. the dryer or whatever. Yeah, it's you know? an accident. Like, it's we just... train, and like you'll get a shell from somebody's gun in your collar yeah, or whatever. You do, do yeah. the dance, you know? You yeah, do yeah. The, the hot brass dance. You know? We had, we had um, a number of years ago, we had... Um, after Memorial Day, of course, somebody, uh, we get a phone call from the school one day and the school, you know, they said, hey, listen, we uh, just want to let everyone know we found a, a spent rifle shell case in one of the elementary school buses and we called the town police. The police came down, school's in lockdown for three minutes and the police determined there was no- A spent one. Yeah, a yeah, spent shell yeah. case, a useless piece of brass. Uh, the police came, school was in lockdown, they determined there was no threat. Yeah. And we just wanted everything's I mean, fine. So I ended up getting on my Facebook page, I said to all my friends that live in town, it wasn't my kids. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it wasn't my showcase. Right. <clears throat> so I addressed you at the beginning of the show about SHOT Show. And uh, I had a reason for that. So I was thumbing through the socials and I came across this uh, Oracle Arms 2311. Have you seen this yet, Charlie? I have not. So uh, they're a new company. I, I did actually... We, we our our feed must be locked by now because I got it I got it popped up in mine the other night too. Oh really? Yeah, I didn't um, know we were going to talk about it, but I I saw the same article. Yeah, did I, well I sent did I send you, you sent it to me and I it was right after I had just seen. Oh really? It. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I had been looking up stuff at shot things that are coming out and I saw this and <clears throat> it's on the, a P three twenty mag right basically. Yeah, so uh, I reached out actually to, to Steve Fisher. Um, asked him his opinion. He said he thought it was kind of cool, you know, whatever. He's not jumping on it right away. And he said uh, uh, Jed Linsky has had access to it. Mm. Uh, and I went on his social and he had already shot it. He said it was kind of cool, had some promise. Um, I think he said it was a little, I think I heard something about it being a little jumpy. A little, little jumpy. Uh, Oracle that could, Arms. That, that could be weight. Oracle Arms was all over the uh, Scott Jedlinski's. They were commenting and answering questions that people were putting comments. I actually commented and said, I thought I had heard someone say it was Turkish. Uh, so I flat out asked, I said, is this uh, made in America and is it an American company? And they said, it is an American company. It's made in Nevada. Mm -hmm. um, I like the way you said in a, Nevada. I, I emphasize that. I don't know. It sounded good. Nice. All right. 
Um, How are you supposed to say it? I don't know. I, th- I, I just Nevada. I know, I, Nevada. <laughs> what are we from? From the Midwest? It's Nevada. Nevada. Not my non-regional dialect. Uh, right. Right, I, I, didn't, I didn't New Yorkify it. New York. You're from the Northeast. Coffee. Nevada. So they have I, I, these pictures here. There's a couple. This the pictures look great. I yeah. mean, it looks pretty cool. I mean, so Keith, um, you know, I've been sort of on this like 2011. So they're not. So 2011 is in um, STI or staccato. That's yep. they've. That's their thing. Uh, so no one else can use it, which is why you'll see they're calling this a 2311. Right? Yes, yeah, so they changed it to a 2311. It's, it's a future gun. It's kind of a weird name, but so this one is there, the one model that they're showing. I think that I dig the handle. It's kind of got a 320 look to it. They haven't. I haven't seen much on prices. I've seen a couple of things in <laughs> in the chats about it. I got gotcha. you. Um, yeah, what are they saying? 1600 was what I read. Read yeah, for like so the, the one, base model. The one I saw. They did announce them today. Apparently. Um, let me just look this Which up. Which isn't terrible. I mean, 1600 isn't terrible, but... Well, it's... a Staccato's 2300 for their, like, their uh, carry, like, their more yeah. carry model, right? The so problem we're... is, is, like, you know, it might take someone, you know, six months or a year to save 500 bucks to buy a Glock or whatever, you know? So right. And, you know... You know well, you, I think you, 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 you could sell one of those $3,000 shotguns. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I, I don't mean, like to do that. I don't like I to think sell you, really I think you gun, have to um, compare this to... 2011s or double stack 1911s that's, you have to compare it to that that's what's compared to um the prodigy from springfield which everyone's dogging on because it's kind of like you know it's not a high-end gun mm-hmm. they're what like 900 yeah i think the yeah, prodigy yeah, yeah. so like th- this is what they're saying they're compact with the aluminum frame polymer grip is 1699 the combat elite which is this tan one here keith mm-hmm. um that's 2000 okay so Either of these models, seventeen hundred or two thousand, you're under a staccato. Staccato's twenty three hundred, ish. Then you get into their combat with aluminum frame polymer grip. That's a five inch barrel. That's twenty two hundred, twenty one ninety nine. And then you get into their upper ones are twenty six and almost three thousand. So they have like a wide range. You know, you could get into one of these for seventeen hundred bucks to two thousand, and you're still under uh, staccato. The only thing I would say, and I, I, you know, I'm, I just don't know if that is like they're advertising it as the affordable, you know, an affordable option for a, a gun enthusiast. I just don't know at that price range if it is. So I, for no, I don't. I don't think they're trying to say like, hey, this uh, is the same as a Glock. I mean, well, I think they're I, trying to compare the, to a Prodigy slash Staccato, a, lo- a lower end twenty eleven comparisons i think where you need to stay or if you want a 1911 you know it's similar it's a double stack obviously but my take is okay so a couple things first of all i think they look sharp do do we agree on that i mean yes they do i gotta tell you that the first picture that you have there it looks like a polymer frame 1911 and yeah well that's what kind of what i thought the draw was well keith said it before they run on p320 mags yep Mm. Uh, which they claim this is a little. I'm kind of like, ah. Eh. They're like, you know, it's a cheaper magazine. Well, yeah, they're still fifty right, okay. bucks. <laughs> you know, staccatos are hundred, so I guess it is cheaper. But right. you know, um, it's not a P mag. Yeah. So uh, I think they're sharp looking. I, I definitely dig the look a lot. I think they're very good looking. Um, I'm a big fan of the staccato look myself. These kind of have that. So they literally say in in their press release that they want to (coughs) make the barrier to entry even lower. We price the 2311 in a range that makes it approachable for the average enthusiast and recreational competition. I mean, that's the word average enthusiast, I think, is because I I do agree with what they're saying. I think this is much more obtainable 
right? You're talking 1700 bucks versus a staccato is 2300 bucks. That's your quite shadow, a bit. Your shadow systems, a little bit less. Thousand. Than, a little bit less, and you right? can compete with that. That's pretty close, right? I mean, I mean, that's when you're talking six. But it's a different gun. I when mean, you're talking six hundred dollars. That's forty percent, you know. On but, <laughs> yeah, but you're talking about. I'm just trying to. I'm playing a little devil's. Yeah, no, I know you are. Here, you know? I don't. I, I think you I don't can, know what the average enthusiast. I mean, we're not average. That's the term. I know that. I, I mean, don't. I don't like. I shouldn't say I don't like. I, I think that them using the word average enthusiast. Um. It's it's play on words, right? So I guess if you're saying enthusiast, an enthusiast is someone who has reached. They're not a a first time gun buyer. That's not okay. an enthusiast. We, we agree on that. Yeah, for okay. sure. Yeah, right. Sure. Yeah. So I think if you're an enthusiast, this is definitely a entry level enthusiast okay. level gun. Okay, you I buy it. Okay, I I think anywhere from <laughs> <laughs> I think anywhere from a thousand to fifteen hundred is like I would say like entry entry level of like a higher end gun. Yeah, I, I mean, if, look, if you're if you're spending that much money on on a race gun, then yeah, sure, right. You know? I mean, a a high end P320 is eight hundred bucks, right, and mm. and up, right, and that's so. I mean, if you're someone that's getting into competition or into nineteen eleven slash twenty eleven markets, you're gonna pay a thousand bucks. I agree. Yeah. But so if, if you're a competitive a competitive shooter, then you are are you an average? Gun no, you're an enthusiast at that right. point, right? I mean, I guess you could be an entry level competitor. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's, I, I, it's an interesting, here's what I think. I think it's interesting that they are, the more guns that the more that are in the market, the better, um, the more options you have, the better. I think it looks cooler than the prodigy. Um, but I know nothing about this company. They literally don't have any pictures on their Instagram their website at, as of this moment is not accessible. It's a ticker to shot show ticker to shot. And show. so, I mean, I give them credit for the marketing. Yeah, no, I, I think it's piqued my interest quite a bit. I would not run out and buy one. I would like to see the reliability on them uh, and know that, because, you know, you're, you're talking about 1600 bucks. Mm-hmm. I want another thing is reliable. Mm-hmm. The the components are pretty reliable. I mean, it's built on on those 1911 components, right? So, But 1911s typically are not thought of as reliable. Shadow, uh, Nighthawk is a different animal because of the, the level. But if you buy it... I think I could be wrong, but I think a lot of people would say that a lot of 1911s need tweaking and tuning, and they're not the most reliable. Okay. Um, but they got us through two world wars. I knew someone was going to say that. <laughs> you fuds. I don't know what to say. So, Charlie, uh, the reason why I'm bringing all this up, aside from the fact that I thought it was really cool, is I'm giving you homework. Yeah. Oh, you, great. You're, you're what be, kind of show is this? You're going to be our shot show. Uh, you're going to be a shot show. You're so in the fold now. Now you can't fold. get out. Yeah, so I want you if you get a chance to shoot the Oracle Arms twenty three eleven. All right, I want I, I want uh, Intel. Report. I okay. want Intel. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, I think that'll do it for this episode. I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in, and obviously a very special thanks to Charlie for hanging out in the studio with us and chopping it up. If anyone out there has any opinions or thoughts on tonight's conversation, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram or Discord and let your voice be heard.